Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's your look at how markets are shaping up, and we are coming off the back of a pretty lackluster session. So, looking at markets, we've got S and P 500 down 0.3% to 4,388. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 175 points, or 0.5% down, to 34,289. Uh, on the flip side, we saw the tech-heavy Nasdaq squeezing out a small gain to close at 13,506. So broadly, there seems to be some concerns over rising treasury yields. And of course, a lot of uh, waiting and seeing for the Jackson Hole Symposium when Fed Chair John Powell is expected to speak. So let's unpack the latest session with Uma Moriarty. She is the Senior Investment Strategist and Global ESG Lead at Centre Square Investment Management. Uma, thanks for joining us all the way from California. Thank you for having me here. All right, so let's start with what's playing out. And I think the focus this week has been on treasury yields. We've seen it hit a 15-year high this week, and we are seeing it linger around the 4.3% level. We did see a bit of a um, decline overnight, down one basis point to 4.32%. What's your take on where yields are going, and what sort of impact will this have on markets down the road? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think a lot of time being spent trying to think about where where things are going from here. I think part of what has happened across Treasury yields has been a function of what we saw in the global markets as a result of the Bank of Japan kind of lifting some of their yield curve control restrictions, um, and also a little bit of exuberance across the economy as it relates to growth. Just given some of the economic data points that we've been getting have continued to continue to be pretty strong. And so I think some of that is really playing into what, what we're seeing from the yield perspective as of now. You know, I, I don't think that we would see yields in the U.S. from a 10 year perspective come back down to the very low levels that we had been seeing in the past cycle, right? But somewhere in kind of a three and a half to four percent range seems to be the sweet spot of where things might land on the other side. But that's that's me trying to look into a crystal ball as as everybody else is. Mm, yeah, I'm just looking at what the global outlook is right now. Of course, China is a big part of the equation. So if you look at where things are for China, uh, there's a lot of, um, I guess, pessimism creeping back in about the consumer recovery. And this is um, weighing down on names like Nike, which is down for a ninth straight session. Overnight, it was down 1.4%. In the past month, it's down over 6%. So what is the impact of how China is going from here on some of these China-exposed companies? Yeah, that's a great question. And we have seen a bit of pessimism building, as you mentioned, just in terms of what the outlook might look like for China. And and we've seen a period of really strong growth that was more secular in nature coming out of that economy. And and that comes into question at this point. Um, I I think what's important also to think about from the retailer perspective, you mentioned Nike. Mm. We've been getting a slew of retailer earnings here in the U.S. over the past few days. And I think the the question also comes down to the strength of the consumer in the U.S. and and whether or not the the strength of the consumer will continue. Mm, Yeah. On the front, what are you seeing when it comes to the U.S. consumer strength? So overnight, we saw from Macy's, they flagged that credit card delinquencies have been going up and people are not spending as much. Absolutely. You know, we saw some of that really come through even from 
real estate earnings, right? We follow REITs here at Center Square, and we were seeing some of those same types of comments coming out of the more consumer-centric areas within real estate through the earnings season that the REITs reported through over the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And so there are indications underlying some of the the big picture strengths that we are starting to see some cracks come through for for the consumer. And, And it's not surprising that we are starting to see that at this point. Yeah. So what's the main factor weighing down of it? We've been hearing a lot about how you know, the pent-up savings are starting to disappear. How much is that a factor? That's absolutely going to be a factor. Another large part of the equation for the U.S. consumer is going to be the student debt payments mm. coming back online. Um, those had been kind of shut down throughout COVID and that provided consumers with an additional boost. So we're going to see that go away this fall as well. And so we have seen some strengths in the consumer, but as we start to see some of these corrections, we are starting to see delinquencies. Macy's mentioned that, but broadly credit card, auto loan delinquencies are starting to tick up. So we are starting to see some of those cracks in the consumer come up here. All right. Well, in conversation with Uma Moriarty, she is the senior investment strategist and Global ESG lead at Center Square Investment Management. Now, Uma, with all that we've talked about in the backdrop, you've got a weakish consumer sentiment. What is the picture you're painting for investors to look at in terms of where to invest? I imagine anything to do with consumer sentiment might be not the place to look at right now and to cut exposure from. Yeah, you know, and we've seen across the overall equity market a real run up in in, in multiples across stocks. And so I think right now we're really focused on valuation, understanding the strengths of the underlying earnings growth for these different companies and making sure that you have a good sense of, you know, strong balance sheet, a really good management team that can and and will kind of guide the company through turbulent times. And those are the types of things that we're looking for. And so uh, trying to find quality and finding that at, at discounted valuations, we're seeing a lot of that in the listed real estate market here today. We are at discounted levels on a multiple perspective compared to the broader equity market with the fundamental cash flows that continue to be fairly strong and and growing in many, many areas of the real estate industry. So that's an example of of something that we think has has a lot of room to run here. Okay, so looking at areas like malls and hotels as places that will not benefit because of the weak consumer sentiment, but looking at other places for the property play, I imagine data centers is one big area because of the AI space. Absolutely. We are seeing demand unlike we have ever seen before for data centers. At the same time as we're seeing supply being fairly constrained across most of the major data center markets, which is providing a lot of really strong pricing power for data centers. Another common thematic that we're looking at across the globe is the impact of the aging population Mm. that we're seeing around the world across developed and emerging markets. Right. And what that means for the for the need for healthcare spaces and the need for spaces where you can develop new therapies. And so senior housing is an area that screens really well for us, as well as life science lab space as well. Areas where demand will continue to, to be pretty strong, especially when you're able to get access to some of these types of spaces within the real estate industry in the listed market at fairly discounted valuations today. Yeah, Uma, we talked about AI. So I just want to throw it out there because we've seen some of these stocks having a good run in the past year. And of course, NVIDIA will be releasing earnings tonight after the bell. Is there still more upside to go on the AI run when you look at some of these stocks? You know, in terms of what AI has has done from a sentiment perspective, from a pricing perspective, like I mentioned, a lot of multiple expansion 
part of that has been driven by some of this exuberance within AI, right? What what we are really looking at from a real estate perspective is, is how this is actually playing out, right? All of this computing that has to happen for AI to function, all of that goes through data centers. That's where that computing power is really housed. And so those are the types of investments that we're looking at where we have kind of that physical infrastructure that's really powering all of the AI that is, is, is to come, right? We are at the very early beginning of, of what AI can and might be. We just don't know yet, but all of that computing has to happen in a data center and those data centers are housed within rural estate. All right, and just to wrap things up, we've got the Jackson Hole Symposium end of the week. We will be hearing likely from Fetcher Jerome Powell. What should you be looking out for when it comes to the Jackson Hole Symposium communication at least? You know, we're not really expecting anything to come out of Jackson Hole that is different than than what we have been hearing from the Fed over the last month, from what we heard from the last FOMC meeting, what we heard from the notes that were released this past week. A lot of kind of wait and see type of approach at this point, given how much we've seen monetary policy tightening. They just need to see that play out in the in the economy in real time. We tend to have a fairly lagged effect in terms of what mm. policy does and, and how it plays out in the economy. And so I think it's time to, to take a pause, wait and see how we're going to actually find the inflation fight coming along. And, and, and we are progressing in the right direction. All right. We will wait and see to see what the Jackson Hole Symposium will hold for us. We'll be chatting with Uma Moriarty. She is the Senior Investment Strategist for Center Square Investment Management. Uma, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.